Relay FM. This is Connected, episode 476. Today's show is brought to you by Squarespace, ZocDoc, and NetSuite. My name is Mike Hurley, and I am joined by a veteran cover TG. Hello, hi. What Put something intro. extra on you there today. I hope you like it. It's, I feel like a like a it was like a wrestling announcement or something. Oh, weighing in at an amount of I don't know how much. 10 kilograms from Viterbo, <laughs> Italy. Federico Vitici. Do you like that? Yes. Perfect. Thank you. Um, I'm worried about also you. Joined... That way, I'm worried about. The 10 kilograms, man, is, is very, very little. Very little. I'm a very aggressive diet. Mm-hmm. Um, we're also joined by Stephen Hackett. Hello, Stephen. I cannot do a wrestling intro. I'm sorry. You should try. Go, go and give it a go. Just see what it would feel like. Try and I've never... And on the other side of the ring, hailing from Memphis, Tennessee, the beast of the South, Stephen Hackett. The beast of the South. I would say you did a better job than I did. So, yeah, you know, something like that. That's good. I feel like I should do one next time. I have to introduce somebody, but I'm last today. So why don't you introduce follow up? (laughs) From the depths of John Syracuse's psyche, we come to follow up. Do you know that actually Fraser Crane created follow up? Yeah, no, John did it, but John wants credit for it. So, yeah, but Fraser created it. Saving myself a text message. Let me find it. I'm going to search Slack. Uh, there was an episode of Fraser where they talk about follow up. I can't find it. Never mind. It's not worth going into. Uh, we got lots of budgeting app recommendations. Um, I haven't tested any of them, but I've downloaded a bunch. Like I've taken a look at screenshots and websites and like pruned to what I think maybe could be the most interesting. What I'll say is this is the caveat of lots of the recommended apps are US only, so I can't use them. Mm. Um, lots of people mm. recommended you need a budget, which is like one of the classics. Yeah. And a, a web version, a web app called Lunch Money, which looked kind of cool, but it's a web app only. The iOS apps that I have downloaded include Fudget. Excuse budget, me? Excuse me? Fudge it. Fudge it. Oh, fudge it. Budget, Chronicle, and Dime. These are the four that I've downloaded. They were like, these were some of them that were recommended a bunch. And I looked at the App Store screenshots and was like, these look like interesting apps. I will follow up on this at some point in the future, maybe towards the end of the year, if any of these actually stick with me. So thank you to everybody that wrote in. Yes, thank you. It was a bunch of feedback. It was really cool to see. Yeah. Good news. If you're out, in the middle of nowhere and your iPhone is the only thing you have, uh, you can be rescued without paying Apple first for another year. So if you have an iPhone 14, uh, Apple announced today that they are adding or extending, I should say, the emergency SOS by satellite service free for another year. And uh, so now the coverage runs out for the 14 and the 15 at the same time. And Apple doesn't have to tell us how much it's going to charge us to save our lives, which is good. They haven't worked out the business model yet, have they? Yeah. Or they haven't gotten mm-hmm. it to like... There's like a business model, but they just haven't gotten all the ducks in a row, I suppose. Maybe not. Yeah, maybe not. Or or maybe, you know, they're forecasting a down quarter for services, and then that's when they're going to introduce this to keep it, keep it afloat. Right. And everyone's going to be like really into it. I went to the Apple Store, and I played with the new MacBook Pro. How is it? Okay. It's uh, the space gray is pretty nice. I would say it's. I would just say the Freudian slip there that you called it space gray. Space black. Mm-hmm. It's not black. Mm. It is not. 
I want it to be the same black as the keyboard well, and Apple hasn't done that. But yeah. if you had a continuum with silver on one end and space black on the other, space gray feels like it's dead in the center. So it is noticeably darker than space gray, but it's not black. I think it looks good, but if you're looking for like the black MacBook or a ThinkPad or something like that, uh, the Razer series of laptops are all black. Apple's not quite there yet. It's close. It's good, but not not black. It is funny, right? That like the black of space is just like the blackest black there can be, right? Like no no light, you know, and that this space black is actually not that. That's funny to me. In space, no one can hear you complain about a MacBook Pro finish. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> so you know that's you know that's a really good point. Uh, did you buy one of these computers, Stephen? Were you even temp- were you tempted to buy one of these computers? You know, I mean, we know what you're like around here. You know, the, the spec that I w- would want, uh, not the budget right now. So, you know, maybe if I use Fudget for a while, I can. <laughs> Right, you could fudge it and get a black Mac. Yeah, that's a weird thing about that name. I mean, one, it sounds funny. But two, like, I don't want to fudge the budget, right? I want the budget to be exact. It's a weird weird name. No, I'm I'm cool with fudging Mm. it. It, I'll fudge it if I get more money at the end. I'll fudge it. I was sort of eyeballed by the security guard at the Apple store, I feel like. Because I came in, I I dodged the person at the entry, right? Like, where do you want to go? Uh, I was like, I'm a professional Apple Store visitor. I know what I'm doing. Uh, went over there, took some pictures, right? Uh, took several pictures. This lady's just like, I can just feel her presence. I can just feel her looking at me. And then I had to go buy a case, and then I left. Did you buy the case because you were embarrassed? No, no. <laughs> no. Was it like, oh, no, now I got to buy something. What's look, <laughs> yeah. What can I buy? It's either going to be a USB-C cable or a case. What case did you buy? You're burying the lead here. Something for an iPad for fam- a family member. For Their a... iPad case was falling apart. So smart folio. W- whatever one doesn't have a keyboard, but is a cover back and front. All their names are stupid. Okay. Uh, I did do the self-checkout thing, which made me feel mm. much more like a criminal than taking pictures mm. of a laptop. You, so if you haven't done this, you pull out the Apple Store app on your phone, and it says, oh, you're in an Apple Store. It's like, yes, I am. And it offers a barcode scanner. You just barcode it. You can Apple Pay right there. And then it just, you know, it'll email you a receipt, but then you just walk out with whatever it is. Like I didn't talk to a single Apple store employee. I just, I did my things and left, but I I was more self-conscious about this, I guess, because the security guard had already spotted me and I made sure to have the Apple store app like open on my phone. So if I got stopped, like, no, no, I paid for this. I'm not, you know, I'm not stealing a case, but that was my, that was my trip to the Apple store. I feel like it was a bold move if you already felt like the security guard was like on you to then do the self checkout. I didn't want to wait around. You mm. know, it's it's so it's so busy and it's very disorganized and it's very confusing and it's like I can I can pay for it myself and just leave and go straight to jail. I still never done it myself. The self checkout? Yeah, too much stress. Mm. I I would I would continue to feel like a criminal even though I've actually paid for the thing. I don't know, I can't do it. It's good that in the new design, they have like just quick checkout things where you go to a person and it's yeah. like the fine place. You can just go and buy the thing and then like you're, you've got the thing that you wanted to buy. It's like great, you know? Yeah, I don't know why it was so busy. It was like the middle of the afternoon, but it was chaotic in there. It's like, you know what? Like I can I can manage this myself. But uh, that's the story. It looks, it's a good looking laptop. 
and uh, make a darker one next time, Apple. I have one last piece of follow-up for y'all, and it is long-term follow-up because back in the 2022 Flexies, Federico made a pick. I'm going to read it to you. Okay. This had come, I think, on a series of conversations we've been having about like the TVOS app or like the TV app and TVOS. What are they doing? You said, Federico, Apple stops the iTunes Store app. Apple stops using the iTunes Store app and moves store content into dedicated apps. And lo and behold, uh, news this week, this is from 9to5Mac, based on code in the iOS 17.2 and tvOS 17.2 betas, it looks like Apple's going to merge the iTunes Movie Store with hmm. the Apple TV app. Um, hmm. You can now buy content in the TV app, but the iTunes store is like still hanging around and there's a bunch of stuff in there. And so I don't think this answers questions about like, well, what happens to ringtones, like other things you can buy, but at least for movies and TV shows, um, it seems like this is happening. So I would, if they do discontinue this app, I would say that this is now a prediction ahead of its time. In terms of a, a Ricky pick, I mean, as as always, I'm always ahead of my time. You know, always a few years. You have ahead. a lot of them. I know. I look forward to the the page in the settings app where you can open a store menu to buy ringtones. That's where that's going to go, and that will be hilarious. That settings will have or a maybe it's going to be shop in it. Maybe it's go- there's going to be a store tab in the phone app or mm. something. Yes, <laughs> I, honestly, wherever they put this is going to be great. Like, it's just going to yeah. be great because it's not going to make any sense wherever they put it, if they put it anywhere. Like, seriously, Apple, do you need to keep selling ringtones? Is anyone buying ringtones? Okay, you mentioned the phone app. Mm-hmm. I think the phone app is is long overdue for an overhaul. You know what I want? When I go to favorites, maybe I'm old and make phone calls and y'all don't, but yeah, I want the favorites thing to look like the grid of people that I have favorited in messages. Okay. Like, bigger pictures, bigger tap targets. Because okay. the favorite what, what just, if, it's so old. It looks so old. What if, and hear me out, what if we put your favorite people in the app switcher on the iPhone? <laughs> Say at the top. This isn't, God. did that ever ship? Like, uh, Yeah, it did. Yeah, it was all of iOS 8. Wait, so that wasn't just the beta? <sighs> See, that's a good question. Uh, I don't think that made it out. Well, it, it existed, right? So iOS 8 contacts. Yeah, it, it was a thing, but I, I th- my memory tells me that Did that was ship. in the beta, but didn't ship in iOS 8. Mm, I don't know. Well, there's. I found a tutorial from CNET in September 2014 uh-huh. to disable your contacts from displaying in the app switcher, launch the settings app. So I guess it okay. shipped. That, that sounds, sounds like, like it shipped. shipped then. That sounds like it shipped. Yeah. You, Unless, know what, uh, you know what I think that was? I think that was, because iOS 8 was in the time of iPhones are getting bigger. And I think someone looked at that and be like, oh. They didn't know what to do with it. There's too yeah. much empty space. We don't know what to do. Hey, I got it. When you're switching. Put your friends up there. Between your email client <laughs> and your Twitter client, let's put a picture you of your mom, your mom up there so you can quickly <laughs> call her. If I ever call anybody, I'm starting that call from a spotlight search. Interesting. I don't know about. Interesting. Yeah, if like I want to call my mom, I just pull down the keyboard and type mom. And then like. Mm. Mm. 
and then I press call no. and it never does it the way that I want to. That's I what also Yeah, happens. I open the phone app and I make sure that I'm doing like a regular phone call instead of a FaceTime audio thing. No, see, I want to do FaceTime audio because it sounds better. Ah, okay. And so I don't know why I can't set that as a preference. And I know that Apple's like, we just do it smart. But it's like, no, you don't. Like, you really don't. And also, like, if I, on the Mac, if I, like, press the call button on someone's contact, it opens up Skype and starts ringing. It's like, what are you doing? Of all of the options to choose why are we using skype like why are you not using my iphone and making the call from that and like handing it off which i know is a thing you can do you know but skype you know i have to quit skype quickly because it starts dialing people making phone calls is the is the most use i get out of siri on my phone Right. I start almost every phone call just with siri and i don't i don't use siri for hardly anything else like on a regular basis i think phone calls should be illegal I think phone calls should be made illegal. I, uh, yes, yes. I dislike them. I dislike making them. See, if I had to choose, I would rather receive a phone call and sort of be the one who gets called. Because what I dislike is calling hmm. somebody and telling them what I want. Instead, right. I want to be on the receiving and be like, hey, you bothered me. Tell me what you want. You know, sort of being like, you called me. Mm. Because making a phone call, it's it's a there's a lot of decisions involved. Like, oh, is it the right time? Am I gonna bother them? How am I gonna phrase what I'm about to ask? Instead, if you are on the receiving end, you're just you know you are sort of accept you are allowing the phone call to come to you, and it's easier. Mm. You know, you're accepting the call. Socially speaking, there's fewer factors to consider. You're just accepting the call and hearing them out. That, that's my strategy. Sometimes I, I call people, and I let the phone just do like two or three rings and then I, I end the call. So they call me back and I prefer it. This episode of Connected is brought to you by Squarespace. Say that it's time to build a new website. Maybe you have a new project or you're recently involved in a civic organization. Maybe you want to blog or host a podcast. Well, Squarespace is the place to build that website because they're the all-in-one platform for building your brand and growing your business online. Squarespace sites come with the Fluid Engine. This is Squarespace's next-generation website design system, and it's really sweet. It lets you unlock your creativity more easily than ever before. You start with a best-in-class template and customize every design detail with reimagined drag-and-drop technology for desktop and mobile. You can stretch your imagination online with Fluid Engine. You can also sell your products in an online store. Physical or digital products, Squarespace has all the tools you need to start. And your customers get really cool, flexible payment options, making checkout seamless for your customers uh, with a simple but powerful set of payment tools. You can accept credit cards, PayPal, Apple Pay, and even offer customers the option to buy now and pay later with services like Afterpay and Clearpay. I love building a top Squarespace because all these tools come right out of the box. And if you don't need everything on day one, say you're launching and the store's not quite ready yet, you can add it later on very easily. Head on over to squarespace.com connected for a free trial and use the code connected to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or a domain. That's squarespace.com connected and the code connected when you decide to sign up to get 10% off your first purchase and to show you support for the show. Our thanks to Squarespace for their support of the show and Relay FM. Federico, I have good news for you. Okay. Your time 
is coming. I know it's been I know twenty twenty three has been quiet. You've been having to buy all manner of technology to keep yourself occupied. <laughs> Glasses and cables and docks and all kinds of stuff. And a Microsoft Surface. Yes. Microsoft Surface, the what was it? The Surface Dock. You've been really, you know, you you've been doing you've been going all over the place well apple you name it i got it i sold it yeah mm. is planning to release new versions of all ipad models in 2024 the biggest expected changes are a 12.9 inch ipad air and an oled versions of both the 11 and 12.9 ipad pro that is where the rumors are circulating federico you have the floor okay uh i have thoughts as you can imagine, uh, first of all, finally, it feels like we're just we, we just uh, we, we stayed frozen for a year. We're just coming out of hibernation here, coming out of sleep mode. All the iPad people. Um, so finally, we're getting some new stuff. It's been a long year, and like you said, I've been trying to distract myself to optimize my workflow. There's only so much tech gear you can buy to sort of you know just wait for new iPads to come out. So uh, iPad Pro. I kind of want, so uh, I was just listening to Upgrade and you and Jason were literally talking about this, how mm -hmm. the 11-inch iPad Pro seems to be pretty much confirmed, right? That they're keeping the 11-inch iPad Pro around and realistically, they're probably giving it an OLED display. So uh, we're looking at, once again, an 11-inch and a 13-inch iPad Pro um, with OLED, most likely an M3 chip. What else is in these iPad Pros besides OLED and M3. Because, I mean, don't get me wrong, um, I love some good OLED displays. In fact, mm -hmm. Mike, I am pre-ordering an OLED Steam Deck because... I don't even got, want to think about it. If it's yeah. got OLED, I am getting it. Like, OLED yeah. is the best thing ever. And I can, once you, I mean, we all know this. Once you try OLED, you cannot go back. I expect what will happen to me with the Steam Deck is the same as the first one, where, like, I don't buy it. And then, and then you get, want it yes. and then wait yeah. for months. Yep. But I just hope I don't have to buy this one from StockX. Yep. That's what that's <laughs> what you did the first time. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, sure, I'm happy. And I'm really happy that we're getting an OLED display. And in fact, if Apple doesn't do uh, an even bigger iPad Pro, if they do a bigger iPad Pro, and I mean, the rumors are not pointing to it. Uh, but obviously, I would love to have a giant iPad, but it doesn't sound like it's coming. It doesn't seem like uh, it's now. I mean, who so, knows, right? Like, the rumors are knows? always yeah. rumors, right? But everything is pointing towards the 11 sticking around, and I think if the 11 sticks around, they're not going to do a bigger one. Yeah. I think it's, there's two iPad Pros, whatever sizes they end up being. And I will just say, if you don't, if you don't mind me jumping in here, you said, oh, like, what else goes inside the iPad mm -hmm. Pro? I think maybe the answer is what's outside, you know? Exactly, I was getting to that. Okay. So, I mean, just a thought that I had was maybe a second uh, Thunderbolt port. Uh, we talked about this a few months ago when we did our uh, sort of my Microsoft Surface segment, and I noted how convenient it is to have two USB-C ports, two Thunderbolt ports in the Surface. And I and I continue to think that having two Thunderbolt ports in the iPad would be super convenient for charging and connecting other accessories. Um, so that, but that's the only thing I, I can think of. Uh, an iPad, obviously, any tablet, but especially an iPad, an iPad, uh, the experience is very much dictated by the accessories you pair with it. And let me tell you, I think I've reached a point where uh, more than three years in. 
I am pretty much done with the current design of the Magic Keyboard. And I can say this with confidence because a couple of nights ago, I found myself uh, on the Bridge website wondering, hey, is Bridge <laughs> Dude, no. business? Wow. You've passed over into some... <laughs> Turn back, Federico. Turn back. <laughs> yeah, they're not even a company anymore, right? No, they are. They got uh, no, they, they are. got acquired uh, uh, by an investment group, which is not <laughs> typically not a great sentence to utter. Uh, but they got acquired by a firm, and the website is back. Um, their iPad keyboard is out of stock, unfortunately. <laughs> so who knows they, what they're yeah, doing? That's not. Okay, but but I ended up on that website because I so look I like the Magic Keyboard. It was good for its time. What's it called? The design. What's the right way to pronounce it? Cantilever. 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 Yeah. Cantilever. Yeah. That design was fancy at the time. Fun fact: uh, I recently uh, found myself shopping for chairs for a new apartment. And you won't believe how many fancy design chairs have the cantilever design these days. Uh, anyway, the magic keyboard was good for its time, but now I just want something like the bridge keyboard, like give me a proper laptop keyboard with a bigger trackpad, function keys, backlit. And the thing is, uh, multiple viewing angles. Um, yeah, I yeah. found myself reaching for my MacBook Air when I want to watch something in bed, like a quick YouTube video, because it's just easier to put a laptop on your lap and adjust the the viewing angle of the screen, which is impossible to do with the Magic Keyboard for the iPad because it's got limited viewing angles due to that design. And so that's why I ended up on the Bridge website looking at that keyboard. Do you remember... The Razer iPad keyboard. I had it, yes. I know you did. I just wondered <laughs> if you remembered it. It was like laptop style, but they had like mechanical switches in the keys. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and that one broke for me after a few months yeah. and Razer never got back about my support email. So yeah. Um, because yeah, they sold I've, one of them. Yeah, you're <laughs> the only the one. <laughs> <laughs> I've tried them all. I've tried them all. Just let me turn my iPad into a laptop. And look, my thought here is pretty simple. You don't need and, and Apple, in fact, is gonna love my suggestions because Apple likes money. Um, you don't need to stop selling the magic keyboard. Keep making the magic keyboard, but also either call it Pro Keyboard or Magic Keyboard Pro. Make a fancier read more expensive version that really turns your iPad into a laptop. And I'm, if I'm not mistaken, German was pointing to this kind of accessory months ago with a pro keyboard made of aluminum, similar to a laptop style keyboard. I want that at this point. Just give me yeah. that. Um, so yeah. What I will say on that is like, it seems like the logical thing to do, right? But I won't put it past them to do something interesting and weird, right? Because, mm. like, the Magic Keyboard is a cool design. And I understand that, like, after a while, you're, like, you don't... You stop appreciating what's cool about it and, re- and like, focus on what you don't like about it. But when they announced that, it was, like, wow. That, yeah, sure. Because it did a lot of things we wanted to do. It wanted them to do, right? Like, it had an integrated trackpad, backlit keys, like, all that kind of stuff. But it did the physical part differently but yeah i i i have not used one seriously for a very long time but 
I had all of these problems that you're talking about, right? Like it is limited in, in how you can look at the screen and what I always found like frustrating from it compared to the smart keyboard was it's all it's an iPad, right? But the keyboard's always there now. Like the, I actually didn't like that part, but I don't think a laptop style will fix that. It's like with the smart keyboard, you just flip it around to the back and the keyboard's not in front of you, right? But with the magic keyboard, it's like the keyboard's always there mm-hmm. and they should take it out. Which I don't think was awesome compared comparatively, but I don't know. iPad Air. So uh, we're gonna get a twelve point nine inch version of the iPad Air. <laughs> why? Why would they? Why would they do it? I don't know. But and my big question here is: How are they going to differentiate between the twelve point nine inch iPad Pro and the iPad Air besides the OLED screen? Is it gonna be about the Thunderbolt port? Um, I doubt that the iPad Air is gonna get Thunderbolt. Um, is it gonna be about the accessories? Are they gonna do? Are they really gonna do a Pro keyboard that is iPad Pro only? Um, the iPad Air and the iPad Pro are already quite similar with each other, right? You can use Stage Manager with an iPad Air. You can use the Magic Keyboard with an iPad Air. Uh, you can. Con- it's USB-C. It's not Thunderbolt, but it's USB-C. Uh, so the, the differences are really all about the screen. If we are getting an iPad Air with the same size and the same design, the only differentiating factor, what's it going to be? OLED and just that. Uh, so I am really intrigued uh, and quite skeptical, honestly, about this bigger iPad Air. I mean, it's going to be a pretty sweet tablet for sure, but uh, I guess the differences between... As as things stand now, with the limited information we know from the rumors, um, it's going to be tricky to explain the differences between the 12.9-inch iPad Air and the equivalent size of the iPad Pro. Uh, yeah. I have no idea what to expect here. Yeah, and Zach brings up in the Discord that they make a big MacBook Air and a big MacBook Pro. Uh, they're all different sizes, first of all. And just looking at an Air and a Pro, you can see the differences. Even if you don't understand that oh, one has this processor or this one that has this processor, uh, one is thicker and comes with more ports. And you can kind of instantly see that there are some differences, even if they just appear skin deep. And you know maybe the idea of the second port would help the iPad Pro. I think they 100% should do that. I do wonder if they make a big iPad Air, if it gives Apple the breathing room to take the Pro and make it even more high-end, right? That, yo, you can add even more things to it and make it more expensive. And maybe OLED will do that on its own, right? Maybe that uh, maybe OLED will <laughs> force the price up. But it's interesting to think how they could make them more different but to your point, I don't think LCD versus OLED is enough for most people just walking into an Apple store, right? Like we know mm. the differences and some people can see them once it's pointed out to them, but a lot of people just don't care. And I just, it just seems like a confusing move in what is already a con- pretty confusing product lineup. I'm not trying to troll here, but like, this, I'm just trying to make a point. Like uh, I'll say to you, Stephen, as the one who's the most well-versed, what does a MacBook Pro have that a MacBook Air doesn't? what differentiates those products like just looking at them no like f- from a product line like what what makes them different i mean i guess also looking at them yeah yeah i mean you've got hdmi sd card slot mm. an extra thunderbolt port right off the bat for more ports more ports yeah. um and then and of course it is a nicer screen but i think the ports are like what it just going in and looking at them the ports are what stand out 
Okay. And the iPad Air and iPad Pro, unless there's something coming we don't foresee, they don't look any different, right? Even going even going to the Apple Store earlier this week, like just looking down the iPad table, I was like, oh, some of them are brightly colored now, but I don't know which ones are, right? They all they all look the same. They all have the same industrial design. And maybe we're going to see some industrial design changes that come to the Pro that maybe don't come to the Air. But I just, I don't know if Apple's doing a good job explaining, let alone selling these things to people who need some education about the differences. Can we talk about the best iPad? The iPad mini. They're just not going to do what are any of the things that I want them to no. do. No. Nope. They're, no, they're not. <laughs> Except for one, which is fix the screen problems that I have. They're probably going to fix the jelly scrolling, mm-hmm. but this is not going to be <laughs> mini LED, let alone OLED. Uh, how see, sick would I that mean, be, though? I oh, think, don't even. Just don't even. Uh, imagine, just imagine a 7-inch OLED iPad mini. Oh, my word. I mean, even... like uh, Here's uh, the thing I wanted to say about the iPad Pro. The 11-inch iPad Pro with OLED could be a really compelling device at this point. I've always resisted the temptation of the small iPad Pro because I I love a big tablet. I love a bigger iPad OS UI, but really it was the screen. I wanted to have the Liquid Retina XDR display on the big iPad Pro. But if the small iPad Pro gets OLED and the same keyboard as... Like, if there are no more differences between the 11-inch iPad Pro and the 12.9-inch iPad Pro, I think I'm going to have to think about it. Because, I mean, when I dock my iPad at the desk and work with the studio display, I have the studio display anyway. Right. (laughs) But then when you take it out of the case and you're using it as a tablet, it's much more comfortable. And if it has OLED, that could be a real Mm. compelling product at that size. Uh, But we'll see. Still, iPad mini. I think we're going to be lucky. (sighs) I'm going to say something that probably is not going to come true. Maybe promotion on an LCD display? Is that... I don't see it, but... I don't think promotion will come to a non-pro product. Which is unfortunate. At least not... At least not now. Yeah. Uh, all the things I want from the iPad Mini, I'm not going to get. The one thing that I'll ask for, which is like a random thing, I wish the screen could be darker at its dimmest level. It's like reading in bed on that iPad at its dimmest level. Still quite bright. Would like it to be darker. It's a very strange request, but I think would make sense for the iPad Mini because I'm sure for a lot of people it is a reading device. Can I interest you, Mike, in some glasses you can use at, no. in bed at because night without bothering Because you know what, Federico? I'm trying to reduce the amount of light that goes into my eyes. I don't want to beam it directly into my eyes. <laughs> it's like, definitely going to be closer. <laughs> it's a small... You, you take one for the team. You, you mm. get all the light, but you don't bother Adina. You know? It's not for Adina. It's just for me. Okay. She's fine. Then, then you're selfish, so... Well, but um, she's not bothered by it, Federico. <laughs> Are you sure? It's not an maybe issue. She's just, maybe she's not telling you out of kindness. Mm, I love my wife very much. Mm. If something was interrupting her sleep, she wouldn't keep it to herself. <laughs> okay. She would 100% tell me. Could, could I interest you, Mike, in an e-ink device shaped like a phone? <laughs> I'm reading comics, which is the problem. So... Oh. What are you reading? Spider-Man. Oh, okay. Right now. The ultimate Spider-Man. Hopefully <laughs> not on Comixology. No, at Marvel mm-hmm. Unlimited, which is probably one of the main reasons that Comixology is going the way that it is. Like, you just pay a subscription to Marvel and you have access to everything. So, yeah, I mean, at the end of this uh, 
sort of a spin-off of Rumor Roundup, I guess. Um, I think the iPad line, obviously, and it's not just me, we all think that the iPad line is confusing, needs simplification, needs clarity, and, I mean, really, needs anything, <laughs> needs something new. We've gone a whole year without no changes in the iPad lineup, which is unusual, to say the least. Um, I am excited about OLED. I don't know what else is going to be in these devices. The, the two things that, that I'm looking forward to are the new displays and the new keyboard. Will that be enough to reignite the enthusiasm for iPad Pro in other people? I don't know. I think, obviously, it's way too soon to even talk about foldable devices. That's way down the line at this point. Who knows? Maybe by this time next year, you know, maybe by this time November 2024... I won't be an iPad user primarily anymore. I'll be a Vision Pro user primarily. Who knows what's going to happen next year? Uh, maybe we'll be recording episode 500 and something unconnected and we're all going to be wearing Vision Pro headsets. So we'll see. But for sure, I think we need to... I want to see what they do on the Pro line and on the Air. And I'm just, I know that I'm going to be sad about the Mini. Because I already know that's going to happen. It's going to be a minor spec bump. And it's unfortunate, but it is what it is. Do we have a branding issue? You said that we we were the spinoff of Rumor Roundup. So I looked in the thesaurus for other words that mean rumor. Maybe we can pick pick our own name. Uh, gossip. Hearsay. Tittle-tattle. <laughs> the grapevine. Like you heard it through the grapevine. Mm-hmm. Word on the street. I could I could I could go for I could go for a for a for a word pun instead of we could we could be the you know you know the TV show Gossip Girl we could be the Gossip Trio maybe um, can I make a suggestion yeah rumor roundup tittle tattle corral it's pretty good there's also scuttlebutt uh, speculation whisper scuttlebutt 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 <laughs> I like scuttlebutt. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> What's the scuttlebutt? What's the scuttlebutt? All right, that's what we're doing. Okay. App Store Awards. Apple has mm. announced close to 40 finalists. So are these winners? Are they? Is it like a sudden death? No, they're finalists. Uh, uh, well, it's like the ADAs at this point. It's the same format. They are pre-announcing the... There's lots of winners. They're pre-announcing the finalists, and they're going to announce the winners, usually at the end of, the, of November, so like in a couple of weeks. So this is a way to get two stories out of one on Apple's part. Exactly. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> uh, and to, you know, and to, and to get people to click on the links and sign up for some subscriptions on the App Store, I guess. Oh, what can I say? I mean, it's the same format as the Apple Design Awards. They've been doing this for a few years now. I think it works well for them and it works on, you know, it works in the context of putting the spotlight on multiple different apps. Um, there are some usual names in here, right? I What's mean, the point of two different award ceremonies but overlapping apps? One is in the summer, one is in the winter. <laughs> mm, I feel no. like it would be better if maybe they... they like, They're not enough for you? <laughs> split it out a bit more and didn't keep awarding Duolingo all the time. <laughs> you Duolingo, Endling, Flighty. I mean, it's, this is like the Avengers of the apps, right? Photometer. <laughs> like, these are all really good, but it's like... Also, very funny again, Mac Game of the Year, this time... <laughs> oh, it's gonna be like friendship ended of Resident Evil. Lies of P mm. is my it's new gonna best be Lies friend. Of P. Oh, you know it. It's gonna be Lies of P. I'm I, speaking of which. I I kind of really want to play Lies of P. 
Mike. Uh, you should we'll play it on the Mac, man. Why not? No, no. Do they put no, it on I'm the not, iPad? Uh, or is it just on the Mac? No, it's just on the Mac. Uh, Steven, do you know what Lies of P is? No. So it's, are you familiar with the Dark Souls game or e- Elden Ring, for example? I know the name Elden Ring. So they're really gothic, super hard video games. Super hard video game for capital G gamers. But yes. this one is so inspired by those games, but it's a, it's in a dystopian sort of version of the Pinocchio world. The P is for Pinocchio. And you play as this P character. Uh, and in the game, you need to upgrade your P organ. That was what, uh, if you didn't say it, I was going to say it. This is legit. <laughs> That's It's called the P and organ. It's actually, it's actually a pretty good video game, Stephen. It's called so, the P organ. People really, the like, P organ. people really like Lies of P. And obviously the lies, right? Because, you know. He has to tell the truth. Oh, it's not Liza like a name. No, it's the li- like like lies. lies. Which uh, it's quite Pinocchio because it really it should be the lies of P, but it's not. It's just lies of P. Lies of P is the is the game, and it mm. is a legit AAA video game that debuted this year, also yep. on the Mac, which is now the second one to do this, which is cool. It's a uh, sixty bucks in the Mac App Store. It's a serious video game, and it's actually quite. Uh, it's, it looks like a lot of fun, and I kind of want to play it on. Steam. Just gotta get good. I gotta get good at the P organ. Um, so yeah, this finalist, this format, I think it works for Apple. Therefore, it works for us, I guess. I just think it's a little bit unfair that Apple split the the App Store awards into two, so they can get out ahead of the upgrades and the Mac Story Select awards. I just think that, I know. Right? I think it's a travesty, honestly. Um, and the, this so. I'm announcing now the upgrades will happen in both September and October and November and December next year. So. Cool. Perfect. Uh, just just a couple of shout outs from, from this list of apps because it's always cool to see some, some indie darlings in here. Uh, concepts for iPad. Uh, very cool to see that drawing and sketching app in here. And I also want to give a shout out to um, Plenty which is a really interesting, good-looking sort of task manager slash like uh, to-do list app, uh, and Smart Gym. I know the developer of Smart Gym. We've met up a couple of times at WWDC. Um, great developer, and it's really cool to see the recognition for Smart Gym uh, in the Apple Watch App of the Year finalists. So a uh, couple of shout-outs that I wanted to give on the show. This episode of Connected is brought to you by ZocDoc. Finding a new doctor can be really frustrating. You may be asking everyone you know to recommendations, right? Finding one that makes sense, a doctor who gets you, who listens to you, and makes you feel comfortable. Finally, after weeks of searching, you find the one. They meet all your requirements, so you call their office. They even have an appointment available, and then it happens. You find out they don't take your insurance. Well, don't worry. You can head over to ZocDoc to find and book the doctor who is right for you and takes your coverage. ZocDoc is a free app where you can find amazing doctors and book appointments online. We're talking about booking appointments with thousands of top-rated, patient-reviewed doctors and specialists. You can filter specifically for ones who take your insurance, are located near you, and treat almost any condition you're searching for. These doctors all have verified actual reviews from actual real patients, not robots. The average wait time to see a doctor booked on ZocDoc is between 24 and 48 hours. That's it. You can even get same-day appointments. So once you find the doctor you want, you can book them immediately with just a few taps in the app. No more awkwardly waiting on hold. 
looking for a new doctor can be frustrating. And millions of people have found the ZocDoc to be the solution to this. It's just, it can be overwhelming, right? You're, you're looking through online reviews. You're asking friends. You're looking on Facebook. I mean, geez, don't do that. Go to ZocDoc. Whether you've moved, looking for a new doctor, or have something new going on in your life, ZocDoc can help you get this sorted out. Go to ZocDoc.com connected to download their app for free. Then find and book a top-rated doctor today. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C, ZocDoc.com connected. Our thanks to ZocDoc for their support of the show and Relay FM. We should talk about the Humane AI pin. We after, should. After what feels like 400 years of hyping, uh, Humane has uh, finally unveiled their product, although it did leak the night before basically completely to the verge, which is incredible uh we should also note uh our friend david pierce flew to california to like be at the unveiling and then was uninvited which is along with some other people not just him incredible though right i want to separate the introduction of the product and the product itself because of course the introduction if you haven't seen the video my word go watch the video but it's uh it's pretty bad it's pretty bad actual errors in the video like when he's asking the the ai Mm -hmm. Uh, things and he just it just gets it wrong and they just left it in like fact check your video dub in audio do something to make it correct weird pacing they talked about batteries and design before what the thing actually did i think the big thing and jason said this really succinctly on upgrade was like people like their phones and this thing is pitching a world without your phone and that's just not a feature that hardly anybody wants so mm-hmm. they didn't i don't think they did a good job in the video, in the introduction, but ultimately the big picture, like it did work because we do know what this thing is and does. It's just the way they did it was pretty amateur hour. It's probably going to be a lot of hot takes over this next segment. So I'll start. Uh, I didn't think the video was that bad. I I really didn't. I kind of liked the vibe of it, to be honest. Like it was different was it the best? Probably not. But I kind of liked the chillness of it. Like, and it was like there was a carbon monoxide leak in the room. I mean, it was it was below chill. I think. Mm. Yeah, but like sometimes people were too over the top. Yeah, that's you know, low key chill is the new cool. You know, so like being like, yeah, we made this thing. It's like that that vibe. It doesn't. The, the vibe of it was fine. Fine in my for for me, but like it, it didn't change the fact that I one hundred percent came away from it feeling like they were just too high on their own supply. Yes, right. Like yeah, that, that comes. You've never seen a video with people who believe in themselves more than this video. Like, and that is good and bad. I think that it led to good and bad decisions in their product. Like, because uh, I also don't think that it is. It inherently seems like a bad product. There are just some assumptions that they make that I think are fundamentally flawed, which is why this won't work. But like as a piece of hardware, it looks fine. It looks nice, actually. I think some of the decisions that they made are smart. Like the idea that you don't speak to it, you like touch it and then speak to it. I kind of like that personally. The overall hardware design, I think, is pretty cool. I like the case. I think that the battery booster thing is a clever way to get around the the fact that the battery is going to need to be changed multiple times a day. Like, 
I think you get a lot in the package. I think the fact that you have to pay every, you have to pay a monthly subscription for this thing as well as the money is not great. Um, the fact that you need a phone number, not good, right? Like when it's like, we're getting rid of the phone by giving you a new phone number. It's like, yes. all right. like And that's the high on their own supply thing, which I think is a problem. They think they've solved a problem and they just introduced new ones, you know? Yeah. So, so my reaction to this, and okay, I mean, Mike said that it's fine to have outtakes in this segment. Um, yeah. So I, I kind of like this product, but mm-hmm. I feel like there's there's a, a, an underlying issue here, which is pitching this as the next step instead of using a phone. I think there's a lot of people in certain Silicon Valley. Um, circles you know the folks who go to uh to what's it called burning man and the folks who <laughs> microdose and you know tons of people who do ayahuasca and those sorts of things a lot of folks are like oh the future you know what what if we got rid of phones and instead of phones you had lasers on your head like, and like i can imagine sort of the pitch for this which is fundamentally flawed because people love the that's f- the worst part the laser part they should just yeah. not have had that that just shouldn't be there but they clearly spent way too much time on that. And according to the New York Times article that uh, was about the launch, that's what they had first. Yeah. And they spent a lot of time shrinking that down. I don't know when AI got added to this thing. Couldn't have been couldn't have been any sooner than October, realistically. Like Th- doesn't the Times story literally mention a shaman or something yeah. like that? Yeah. Like yeah. A, like a that they met through their massage therapist or something acupuncturist <laughs> they're either gonna make a a device for woman's health or this and the shaman said do this so they did this <laughs> of course it did so, yeah so the, the so the thing is brother spirit was that person's name it, by the brother way. spirit so see. do you reckon that's who was the guy was it chingy oh yeah the digital prophet yeah is it that guy just with a different name <laughs> same guy keeps keeps rebranding himself to keep up with the ages uh, <laughs> So here's the thing. This is actually a pretty cool piece of hardware, I feel like. But it comes from a place on of nonsensical planning that is ultimately, I feel like, gonna gonna uh, result in a failure for for this product in particular. But at the same time, so multiple things can be true in in my hot takes, I think. At the same time, I kind of want something like this in my life. Me too. I I kind of, I because I see the use case, and you may ask why, and let me tell you, very practically speaking, there are many times, because I've seen a lot of people say like, oh, isn't, there, isn't just this an Apple Watch with Siri? No, it's not. The thing is, there are so many times, and dog owners will understand me, or folks who go out and buy groceries and come back with multiple bags of groceries will understand me. Perhaps you're buying groceries, and you need to hold the leash of your dog um, at the same time. My hands are occupied, right? And and, I'm, and I have the dogs and maybe the plastic bags for my groceries. And I cannot physically turn my wrist or you and, and or use my second hand to interact with the Apple Watch. But I need to look at something real quick or I need to, you know, I need to do something. It would be extra convenient for those times to have a little something that projects. And I know that the lasers maybe are stupid, but I kind of like it. 
I, the idea of well, like... Well, the laser wouldn't work because it has to be projected onto your hand, but you could at least talk to it. After you tap it. <laughs> well, but I can just tap it with the back of my hand. I can tap it with the, with my palm or something. Like, yeah. it doesn't have to be precise is what I'm yeah, saying. that's a good point. And second, it, do, it, it, it has a camera. I know privacy implications and all of that. Uh, no, they're out of the window. Smartphones got rid of that. Like, genuinely. Like... The cameras are everywhere. Like that, that time is over. So and the combination of it can be used with an imprecise input method. Just tap it with whatever you have, like your wrist or your palm. Like in a hurry, I can see that. And a camera that is always on you and ready to record. I think it's compelling. And I think oh, like I like the idea of a device that can have eyes at what I'm looking at. Like that. Yeah. That, Yes. That kind of idea. It's like why the um, the new Meta Ray-Bans, when they put the Meta AI in it, like that's also compelling, right? That you would just look at something and be like, what is that? And it could tell you. Like that is, I think that all of that stuff is is an interesting way to use this type of technology. But it's, it's, it's like, there are, these are the two things that are true about this product. There are some really compelling ideas in here. I don't inherently believe that they can do all of the things that they're telling me they can do right that like it almost feels more like a concept but they're about to ship it as a product uh purely because it makes so many mistakes in the video mm. where they're demoing yeah. the thing um and it also has the whole phone number thing which just like yeah inherently means that this just can't work for most people because exactly. it's not going to replace the phone it's a complement to the phone but it also is like its own phone but exactly. like the, the ideas that they are talking about i think they are probably the next the next phase of technology right like in of integrating these machine learning models and transformer models into hardware like everyone's doing it we're going to talk about mm -hmm. it in a little bit that apple's yeah. starting it like, this is the next thing. It's kind of funny because AR and VR was supposed to be the next thing, but that's kind of like a concurrent thing, which isn't as big as the big real next thing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but we're going to have to just kind of ignore that because some people, including Apple, are just too far down that road now to kind of turn away. Uh, but maybe they will be able to do what Humane did and integrate AI into a hardware device that they were already making that did different things. So in conclusion, my takeaway is that I would, 100% buy this kind of accessory for my iPhone made by Apple, mm -hmm. I would not buy a separate sort of standalone pin that requires its own phone number. <laughs> so that, and that's the issue. This, is, this, I think, should start right now in 2023 as an accessory to the phone thinking that this can replace your phone. I mean, if you gravitate in certain circles, such as the brother spirit group <laughs> friend, you know, um, then maybe it makes sense for you. Uh, for most people, this does not make sense as a standalone product. But hey, best of luck. You know, there's... I know that... I also thought that the video was not as dramatic as a lot of us made it out to be it was fine not the highest production like we're not looking at a james cameron movie here but it, it was like it was a video it was okay yeah it, it was and it's easy to poke fun of it which uh i did but i think they invited that on themselves 
in a couple of ways. And the attitude that they have. Yeah, so there's the hype. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's not even yeah. a hype train. It's like a hype supersonic missile they've been firing at all of us for a yes. year. This video without all the hype before would not have been reacted to the same way. Because they are from Apple and they want, they very clearly want to project that in their work and even how they present it. Uh, and I think the reason it rubbed a lot of people in our community the wrong way is that you look at this and it's like a stereotype of everything bad that people think about Apple, right? That they're aloof and making silly expensive toys and, you know, have monk friends called Brother Spirit or whatever. And I think that's maybe what fueled some of this, but I think mostly it's on themselves. They set themselves up in a way that really nothing was ever going to live up to, honestly. But then you have this thing that is kind of weird and super expensive and probably not that useful. And it's just kind of a perfect storm. As good as some of the, the ideas are, it, clearly, it's not going to be a success, and launching it the way they did uh, doesn't do it any favors either, I guess. One of the things that I found... Oh, very fair. I think it's very fair. I mean, it's why it happened, right? Like, as I said, like if, they, if all of the stuff before hadn't happened, it would have been different, and if they were not from Apple, it would be different. If they didn't do all these re like reports saying that, like, we think we've ruined the world by, by being involved in the iPhone, right? Like, all this kind of stuff. It's just like, get over yourselves. Like, yeah, you don't have to say every thought you have. Um, what? <laughs> one of the things that I found, like, which I thought was pretty tone deaf in the video that I haven't really seen a lot of people mention is the moment with the book. So he's like, oh, if you're out in the world and you see a book, you can just pick it up and say, buy it. And it's like, what about the bookstore you're in? Yes. What, that, what about that, the people that run the bookstore that, that you're in? That felt bad too. Look, yeah. I feel guilty. <laughs> you just like, oh, just buy this online, man. I don't care. <laughs> I'll put it down and leave. <laughs> I would never do that in, a, in like a, a cool indie bookstore. No. But I even feel guilty doing it if I'm in like Target or, you know, some like a grocery store. I'm like, oh, I wonder if this is cheaper yeah, this, online somewhere. This guy's not buying books in Target, right? Like that's kind of the... No, right? no. This guy, he's buying books at like the independent bookstore and the mission or something. You yes. Know? Like that's his whole And then his, his robot button <laughs> buys it He's from God knows instead. where. Who knows yes. what's hooked up on the other end of that thing, you know? Yeah. And if chat GPT is in charge of ordering your book, you're going to get 100 copies of some other book accidentally. It seems seems like it, doesn't it? And I I know you said it already, Stephen, and, you, and you've already made the point, which is like so good, but I have to just say it again. Like I cannot believe that any company who is working with an AI model is not fact-checking their announcement videos. I know. Because this has happened every single time. And, like, the thing is, even if you think it's right, you know people want to find mistakes now. So if there are any, they will be found. Because if you are lucky enough to find a mistake in one of these videos, you go viral. So everyone's trying to find them. Wait, do you think they did it to go viral? No, I don't think that. Oh, me neither. Because what goes viral is people saying you're an idiot, which is kind of is not a great marketing strategy. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't. Look, there's there's technology here, and it's coming together, and it's going to create something interesting. But just this ain't it, and I cannot wait for the reviews. I'm so excited, like yeah, because like so I really recommend if you don't listen to the Vergecast last week's episode of the Vergecast, so good where they talk about this because they just obliterate it, and like websites like that. They are so excited to destroy your product, right? Like, <laughs> and I don't mean that in a mean way, but it's like they are just 
they're ready to make that video or that review of like these these are all the things that are wrong with this product and they will do it in a way that will just be great and i can't wait for it this episode of connected is brought to you by netsuite if you have a business you can probably relate to the fact that as you grow and get to a certain size things you used to do in a day are suddenly taking a week you have too many manual processes and you don't have one source of truth It's definitely something I've experienced in my business. You don't mean to start out this way, right? You're trying to keep things small and lean and nimble, but over time, getting work done feels harder and it feels like you can't be as productive or profitable as successful as you'd like to be. It's never a good feeling when your business is disjointed with too many processes in too many places. You want clarity. You want one place where all the important stuff happens. The solution to untangling that disjointed feeling is NetSuite. It's a software company that has developed cloud-based business management platforms to help your team deal with key business processes, whether it be enterprise resource planning or financials, CRM needs, e-commerce inventory, and more. If you want to make sure the cracks don't emerge in your business, there are three numbers to know, 36,000, 25, and 1. The number of businesses that have upgraded to NetSuite by Oracle, 36,000. That makes NetSuite the number one cloud financial system streamlining accounting, financial management, inventory, HR, and more. 25 is because NetSuite turns 25 this year. That's 25 years of helping businesses do more with less, close their books in days, not weeks, and drive down costs. And one, because your business is one of a kind. You can get a customized solution for all your KPIs in one efficient system with one source of truth. Manage risk, get reliable forecasts, and improve margins, everything you need, in one place. I know as a business owner what a difference that can make and how much easier everything operates when information is available. It really means smart decisions can be made faster. So go download NetSuite's popular KPI checklist designed to give you consistently excellent performance. It's absolutely free at netsuite.com connected. That's N-E-T-S-U-I-T-E, netsuite.com connected. Go there now, check out that free KPI checklist, and make sure your business is one that continues to thrive. Our thanks to NetSuite for their support of the show. All right, we're back in the scuttlebutt. <laughs> we're talking about, and I okay. cannot believe it, iOS 18 rumors. <laughs> this comes from reporting from Mark Gurman over the weekend uh, that Apple is extremely amped about iOS 18. They want some of that hype back mm. from others. And uh, they're saying it's going to be ambitious and compelling. This, of course, comes with the reporting that they were taking a week off from all of that to fix iOS 17. Can can... I just say, we got that wrong, by the way, on last week's show. What did we do? They were fixing bugs in iOS 18, not iOS 17. Oh, okay. Which I think we read it as what we believed the company should be doing. (laughs) But no, they took a week off to fix iOS 18 bugs because it wasn't ready to hit the development sh- uh, schedule that they're on. Okay, I mean they're work. I mean, sure, whatever they think is mm-hmm. right. I mean they're working on it. They have the thing. We don't. So okay, let's start because we talked just talked about humane. Let's talk about Siri. German reports that Apple is expected to unveil its LLM powered version of Siri at WWDC 2024. Although other generative AI features could be exclusive to the iPhone 16 that would be revealed in September. So maybe there's like 
some stuff that's coming in iOS or Siri or whatever, and it needs new hardware, like maybe they're a neural engine or some upgrade in future iPhones. I think it's also interesting, maybe related to this, that the rumors also say that the iPhones 16 and 16 Pro will have the same system on a chip, that they're not going to do the hand-me-down this time around. So maybe they want this out there on everything. Maybe it's also why we haven't seen any iPads. I don't know. But uh, I don't think the iPad plays into that. But Guys, the phones I have may, a thought. The phones maybe do. Okay, hit me. A new MagSafe accessory where you can clip your iPhone to your shirt. <laughs> and then you can wear your iPhone on your shirt all day and, and you can talk to it and it can see what you can see. What do you think? I mean, the the iPhone Pro Max is pretty big. Like I'm just holding it up to my chest. Like it's. Can I call you? Can I call you, Brother Mike? <laughs> you sure can. <laughs> you sure can. Brother Mike is here in the scuttlebutt to tell you about the MagSafe pin. We ought to see what Brother OTJ thinks about this. German <laughs> <laughs> has some examples of what this could be: auto-generated Apple Music playlists, integration mm-hmm. with productivity apps like Pages and Keynote. Of course, that's been a big thing for Microsoft with its Copilot programs. You can have Copilot deal help you deal with your documents, and then maybe uh, AI-assisted writing and even slide deck creation. I don't think any of that's particularly groundbreaking but it's certainly interesting that apple could be gearing up for this what do you think about apple joining the party next year and is siri the right brand for this sort of new type of thing i think they gotta do it to answer your first question they have to do it because yep it's one of those things everybody everybody else is doing it chat gpt or, already too late Right, so they have to. They, do it they next are year. already too late, and ChatGPT taking off. Can you imagine if you think of now to, like it's been like say it's been like twelve months now, right, since ChatGPT? Can you imagine where we are in September of next year? Who knows? I mean, it's wild to think about. And, it's wild. And so, like, if Apple have, are not doing this, like, just how much work it will be to try and catch up? Yeah. Because at that point, they are two years after the introduction of this technology yeah you're, you're catching up with a, a moving target that's that's tough that already has a hundred million weekly users yeah and they had to turn off paid signups because their website fell over oh really i signed up again two days ago so lucky me um, yeah no today yeah, they, they came did out it today they're like uh oh, okay. we're inundated we have no more capacity we want your $20, but please come back later. So I think they got to do it. And I think what's interesting, so for the branding, I think Siri is fine. They can just, you know, they can put a spin on it. They can say, they can actually label it the new Siri. I mean, this is literally the company who released an iPad and called it the new iPad. So if they can do it, they can do <laughs> it. If we, we were just spending a lot of time talking about like design, design hubris and stuff, there is absolutely zero way that Apple changes the name no, Siri, they're not gonna. Opinion. Or they could call it the new Siri or Siri X, or maybe not X now as a negative connotation. I could imagine uh, any of those kinds of things, right? Siri Pro or whatever. Siri like, Pro, but, Siri AI, like what, whatever. We're just gonna call it Siri something or the new Siri. Isn't it wild that they've stuck so hard to this name, a name they bought? That's the weirdest. I was just getting ready to say it. The weirdest thing is Siri came from a purchase and they kept the branding. Like why? Why hold on to it so hard? It wasn't even yours, you know? It's it's different with Shazam, right? Shazam had a long history before and... But also nobody says Shazam's bad, you know? Yeah, yeah. People, I think, generally like Shazam. But have, yeah. the Siri one is a real mystery. I would love to know 
why that's the case. I think this is really exciting because the one thing that Apple can do that ChatGPT, that arguably uh, Microsoft with Copilot is more similar to what I'm about to say. I think there's incredible, almost infinite potential for a large language model that is infused with your own data, with uh, apps that you have on your computer that has integration with the operating system that is not just a website where you can go and... I mean, r- most people go to the ChatGPT website and ask questions about the world or the web. It's a website where you go in and have a conversation. But imagine having that sort of power on your phone and the kind of power that can do things on your device right? Just by understanding you. Imagine like, that is the reason why I created months ago that shortcut SGPT, the idea being what if you could blend the intelligence of a large language model with the native apps and system features of your phone. Once you start thinking about that, and Microsoft is of course thinking along these lines, I mean, look at Copilot, which is baked into Windows now, and they're actually rebranding the whole thing as Copilot. That's going to be the name of of the Microsoft AI. Um, But imagine Apple doing it, right? And I think that's exciting uh, because sure, you can imagine a new, more conversational, more generative, sort of uh, more uh, smarter Siri. And so the, the the simple example could be now you can talk to Siri and ask a bunch of questions like you would to, a, to a, an actual assistant and Siri is going to do it. Like I, I wrote down an example in, in the document, like imagine say to Siri, uh, enable my work focus, then open Safari notes, dim the, dim the lights and turn on stage manager. Like that's a multi-command request that in theory a large language model combined with native integrations on your computer should be able to do and you and if that sounds similar to a shortcut that's exactly what i'm getting at because i think the real power that apple has here is taking that foundation of shortcuts and making it something that everybody can create just by using natural language. We talked about this months ago. I had a tweet somewhere, uh, now on x.com, I guess. Like, imagine having that sort of capability of... Folks have always found shortcuts too difficult to get started with. But what if you could just make a shortcut with a sentence? And I'm pretty sure that at the time, I used the old the sentence feature of Beats Music mm-hmm. as an example. Really, Beats Music was ahead of its time 10 years ago, man. Beats Music in was In so good. many ways. Uh, in so many ways. Um, but, I mean, the list goes on. Uh, Apple Music playlist generation. Yes, there's plenty of services that do this now for Spotify. Uh, that notification summary feature, which is okay, but imagine if a large language model could actually summarize notifications that you've gotten on your phone. Um a preview of your daily schedule or or your weekly schedule with proper action points for things for you to do, uh, links that you can click or apps that you can launch. Um, Siri intelligence uh, built into iWork, document summaries or maybe even image generation, right? I want to create a slide deck that has these colors and this type of font and this type of imagery make it for me. The real trick, though, I feel like what Apple can do to differentiate their efforts here, 
besides, you know, the pretty huge factor of the phone is always with you and now you have this intelligence that can actually do things with the camera, actually do things with Safari or mail or notes or reminders. Set that aside, but imagine also the developer ecosystem for this. Imagine if this technology could be something that developers can just drop into their apps, right? There's a framework. Well, I just hope that people will be able to integrate because I don't want to have to use all of Apple's apps to be able to make the most benefit of this, right? Like if, if I have to use reminders rather than Todoist, mm-hmm. that's going to be frustrating for me, right? Like I don't yeah. I don't want that to be my life so i can then use the smart assistant and i'm worried that that's how a lot of this stuff will go with a lot of companies that they will try and use it as a way to lock you into all of their services and i just hope that apple as they are the phone maker as well as the operating system maker or whatever might take a bit of a more wide view on that and like be like oh developers can plug in and offer their information to the system yeah yeah that that is exactly the sort of thing that I hope will happen. Uh, because, I mean, the, the simple answer, sure. There could be a new Siri with a new UI. Now you can ask more questions. But it would feel like so much wasted potential, in my opinion. Because I think what what sets Apple apart is that they could bake this into all sorts of places of iOS, iPadOS, their entire ecosystem, really, with a third-party developer story that doesn't require shaky web plugins. And I say this as someone who tried the beta version of the Todoist integration with ChatGPT. It was sort of shaky. Uh, Imagine having this sort of intelligence in a native experience on your phone with any apps that you want to use. I think this is really exciting and... I sort of understand if if done correctly, the words that were that, that German used ambitious and compelling. This is ambitious and compelling at the same time because having a software update that's gonna make my phone ten times more intelligent, more intelligent and useful for me. Yes, that's compelling. Uh, we've seen the results, like a fraction of the results of, of these efforts with the with the transformer model in the keyboard. Now imagine that sort of intelligence applied Which is to the entire. So good. It's so good. It's so right? good. It's so good. It's so good. Like right. I don't know how, but it suggests meme text to me. You know, like, like I would say, like you love to, and it's like see it. It's like how do you know this? How do you know that I want to use these like modern phrases rather than just what the dictionary would? Like, I think it's very clever. Very very clever. Whatever it is they're doing. They have done a very, very good job with the keyboard stuff, which does actually make me confident that they they could make these models work well in general. I mean, yeah. I mean, who has a bigger data set? To right? gi- and and that's the that's the the really exciting part for me. This intelligence with your own data. Imagine asking things like, um, "Hey, uh, the last time I saw Mike, what did we have for lunch?" And just imagine having an answer back in two seconds. Like, normally, you will be like, okay, when did I see Mike? And maybe, you know, you had an uh, an event in your calendar, so you open the calendar, you go in there, like, okay, so maybe it was two weeks ago on Wednesday. And then you open photos, and you scroll back, and you're like, okay, when was Wednesday? What, What date was it? And you're like, okay, let me find the picture of the meal that I took, right? Instead, the large language model could be just like, okay, I know who Mike is. It's saved as a person in photos. Just let me calculate all of this and 
pushback result. And I mean, that's the idea, right? But done with your own data. Now imagine mm -hmm. this for all kinds of things coming from your device and your apps and your photos, your messages, your mail, whatever. If Apple is doing what I hope they're doing, this is going to be incredible. If you want to read stuff we spoke about or feed us through an LLM of your own, check out the show notes in your podcast player or on the web at relay.fm slash connected slash 476. While you're there, you can sign up to become a member. Connected Pro members get longer ad-free versions of the show each and every week. This week on the Pro Show, I'm going to follow up with Mike about uh, the Mac audit I put him through recently. Oh, yeah. Uh -oh. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Get ready. Oh, no. Get ready, boy. <laughs> oh, no. You can find us all online. You can find Mike's work on a bunch of other shows here on Relay FM, but also, of course, over at Cortex Brand. You can follow Mike online. He's on Threads as iMike, and he is on Mastodon as Mike. I always get yours backwards. At iMike at Mike.social. You can find Federico's work at MacStories.net. We didn't even get to talk to, to, you, to you about the iPad as a gaming screen. Maybe we can follow up on that next mm. week. Uh, lots yep. of cool stuff happening over It'll at Mac Stories. four hours just to talk about the cables. You know? I know. Yeah. I know. So <laughs> set aside some good time, some quality time for, for the cables. It's good. I will. I know you care a lot about USB-C cables. I think it's good. You can find Federico on Mastodon as Vitici at MacStories.net as well. You can find my writing at 512pixels.net, and I co-host Mac Power Users each and every Sunday here on Relay FM. You can follow me on threads as ISMH86 or ISMH at eWorld.social over on Mastodon. I'd like to thank our sponsors this week, Squarespace, ZocDoc, and NetSuite. And until next time, guys, say goodbye. Arrivederci. Cheerio. Bye, y'all.